That low-key sounds like the intro to uh, Sex in the City. Like, you know, oh my god, it does! does. <laughs> What's up, guys? We're back with another... What was the fucking reason? What was the reason? This is how we're gonna do it. So, today we have a couple of topics that we want to talk about because it's a ranty kind of day. It's been a ranty kind of week. Facts. Um, everyone, we I feel talk like... talk our shit. Facts. Like, we should. As we should. Exactly. So... First of all, how's everybody doing? You know, like, <laughs> want to make sure everyone is not having as shitty of a week as we are. But if you are, it'll get better, hopefully. It's the 20-something depression for me. Facts. But hope you're doing good. <laughs> um, I'm Anna. If you don't remember from the last episode, totally fine. And I'm Maisha. I'm a guest star. I'm the main character in the story. This no, I'm just like, not <laughs> But, you know, I think this is how we're going to kind of do it, is that Maisha is most likely going to be in these a couple of times, obviously, because she a part of the gangy gang. Gang gang. Gang gang in his bit. <laughs> so, I guess we're going to start out today with our first kind of topic. We were at Qdoba, picking up Maisha some food. Exactly, because, you know, we'd be hungry. After a long day of cleaning. Thank you. And when we were there, this this couple that was going before us, this bitch wasn't wearing a mask. She had the audacity, as white women do, to not wear a fucking mask. Bitch wearing a whole panty. No, and it's the fact that, no, she had the mask right, sorry. as a chin wrap. It was bitch, a whole beard. You it was a neck beard. A whole neck beard. Bitch, get the fuck out of my face. What's the point of wearing a mask if you're not actually going to wear the fucking mask? You might as well just not wear it. Bro, and she was by the food. I feel like that's the thing that pisses me off the most is like, bitch, you were right over the food. Like, you're right there. We're right in- over the fucking fountain drinks too. Like, breathing. Hot breath. You, I bet her shit musty. Let's be real. Musty, dusty, crusty. Her man's too. Probably smelling like some whole ass of reflux. And then it's just like... You get that feeling like as a as a biracial woman growing up, like I don't know what it is, but like when you walk into certain settings, like when we first walked in and we were just like vibing, we we're just us, to be honest. And like she just like gave this look and it's like it's like this internal hatred. And it just like makes you feel so uncomfortable. It just makes you feel like you can't be yourself, like facts. I mean that's always the issue, I feel like. I I don't know. I think about it and I'm like, bitch, you are creating problems for yourself. But also, the microaggressions are fucking real. They're fucking real as shit for no reason. For no reason. Like, we literally did nothing to you besides exist in the same space that you were in. A public space. You know, I can't. I just, I want my curls to look like yours. Bitch, I'm black. What do you put in your hair? Water. Water. And, I mean, products, obviously. But, like... In general, for the curls to be there, they're just there because it's my hair. But, you know, those things are just so hard for people to understand, apparently. I don't get it. I was one time, because, you know, if you know, you grow up with braids. Like, everyone do. Every little girl with the bubbles. Girl, on, with them big ass motherfucking scrunchies with them little <laughs> pinky ones, you know, like the little small little ones. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> At the ends, like. Or like the ones that are like shaped like different stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one time my fucking school counselor asked me if I was native because I had braids and because I was, I'm a very light skinned lady. It's, I did not choose to be this motherfucker pale. My dad has just got strong ass motherfucking white jeans. Like, it just be the blatant ignorance for me. Like, not to be disrespectful, but, like, it's just, like, the ignorance for me. Like, why does somebody have, like, it's just, like, you're just making too many assumptions. Like, you don't know. And if you don't know about something, either ask in a way that shows that you don't know. Don't ask in an assumption, like, in a, like a way that's, like, assumption. Like, you're making an assumption about Facts. something. But my, my, my problem with it is why the fuck does it matter? Bitch, I'm eight years old. I'm a child. Yeah. I am a literal child why does it fucking matter like why do you gotta ask me why why does it make a difference to what you're gonna do for me at this current like why does it matter what was the reason literally what the fuck was the reason i remember in high school too (laughs) my fucking school counselor said all the colored students to the comments bitch colored students there was like 25 of us that's so embarrassing and like it kind of like ties back into like how some people are scared to say black or like you know Mm -hmm. certain words like colored is worse colored Girl. You might as well be calling me girl or boy. Come here, boy. 
What I say to you, boy, like, ugh. If you wanted to call me a nigger, just say that. I just can't stand it. It's, it's, the, it's these things that people don't think are racist, but they don't understand that it is the way that you are socialized, the way that you are referring to people because they're different than you and basically referring to them like they're not a person. Yeah. And it's like almost like making it so like obvious that like they're like of their skin color, like you're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Why can't she just be pretty? She's beautiful. Just say it. Do you tell white girls you're pretty for a white girl? Girl, I'm about to start doing that. I saw this TikTok. Bro. And there was this girl and she was like, I'm going to start doing white people the way that they do me. She's like, I'm going to be like, <laughs> she grabbed her, the, she pretended like there was a kid there. She'd be like, come here, honey. You can't be around those people. Let she me grab her. Right. She said, oh, hi. Grabbed. <laughs> that shit was inside of her titties. Like, <laughs> removed for real like girl ain't nobody trying to person at you you ain't got shit in there that we want anyways girl i know <laughs> you spilled lipstick in my valentino wipe looking ass looking ass growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood like i you just like have this self-hatred yeah and it like it runs in your like like blood like you feel it and like you don't realize until you grow up like how different things are supposed to be for real, I assimilated to the max. Girl, I wanted the blonde hair, the blue eyes. I listen. To, I was going with Taylor Swift, vibing. <laughs> <Real You Beyonce. laughs> and like, it's just stuff like that. Like, you don't realize until you get older, and you're just like, damn, that's not how it's supposed to be. No, like I didn't fully flip that shit until I've definitely met you. Like, I was like, why the fuck am I shortening my hair? I remember that. Bitch, my shit was dead. I had a big chop. Like, I had no curl pattern. My shit is a completely different texture than it is. Because you were fresh out of high school. Bitch, I was fresh out of assimilation. She was That's what I would call it. It's not even high school. It's a peak of assimilation. (laughs) Breath still smelled like Similac. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I was wearing ripped jeans and uh, falling on a rest t-shirts. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Because falling on a rest goes hard. However, my shit was straight. I had a balayage. That shit was whack. My hair looked like shit, felt like shit. I always wore a fucking hoodie. Like, I never really wanted, not that I didn't want it, because I loved, like, I loved being, you know, who I was. But the thing was so hard to be that person and, like, fit in. Mm-hmm. Because when your school is predominantly white, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Yeah, it's that constant, like, you're constantly striving to, like, be what they see, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, especially, like, when you're in those young years, you know, like, you're attracted to boys. Facts. And, like, you see that they're they're liking the Ashleys, the Mollies, the girls who, like I said, the blonde hair, the blue eyed, you know, they can just wash their hair with one, two-in-one shampoo. Girl. (laughs) Two-in-one shampoo, yeah. Or the three-in-one. The three-in-one, the body wash, the (laughs) shampoo, and the conditioner, bitch, give me one cup. (laughs) And you see that, and you just, like, you want to assimilate because you want to be accepted. Yeah. And it just, like, fucks you up so bad mentally. And then when you are in those other environments, you know, when you're around, like, you know, your culture and, you know, people of color, then you start to see, like, wow, okay, it's a whole different vibe. And then you're then you're too white. And you just kind of, like, don't fit in anywhere. So it's just a constant battle of, like, who am I? Where do I go? Literally that. It's literally that exact thing. Like, I feel... I don't even claim being white anymore. Facts. I don't claim that shit. I don't I care am how Mex- white I am. Right. I am Mexican and I am black. That's it. I'm a nigga. I'm a dark... <laughs> I, you know, don't take offense to this, but on the inside, I'm a dark-skinned nigga. I'm light on the outside, but on the inside, I'm a nigga. Holy. 100,000%. Bro, the first day I met you, that is exactly what she said to me. We had this whole... This same exact conversation at our school, like at our college... And this restaurant that's in the basement, we sat there for like two hours talking oh, and, about that um, shit. Oh, the gas house. Yes. yes, bro. We sat there for two hours talking about that shit. Because we was the only two. <laughs> Again, the, the only two of color. That poor girl. The, the cone. Oh, my God. The girl. Okay, you got to tell the story. You got to tell the story about the cone girl. Listen, if you ever listen to this, no, no shade. No shade. At what all. was her name? I remember her name. I that's how you know. That was so long ago. Yeah, that was a traumatic period. I don't even remember shit from my freshman year of college. The only thing I remember is fine-ass Thad. Thad, if you're listening, you the real MVP. I would have threw it back on you, no lie. I would have did something strange for that A. 
Listen, but that man is trifling because he said Buffy was not it. <laughs> How you gonna say Buffy is not did he it? Say she was a whiny little teenager. She I was said, no teenager. shit. She was fucking fifteen years old and she had to fucking save the fucking world from them fucking vampires, the fucking demons, the bitches that literally tried to kill her. The chosen one. She was the chosen one. She was the motherfucking chosen what was one. Her, what's her face? The black one. The black girl. What the I fuck? I can't think of her name, but I was going to go as her for Halloween. I. Oh my God. What the fuck was okay, her name? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Because we need to know. This is important. Bro, was her name Hope too? Nope. Hope was a baddie though. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> a cast. Hope was a baddie. That was oh, just trifling. Yeah, she was. But she was a bad nonetheless. But she, but she but came she was, around. She, but she had, like, trauma. You know right. what I mean? I mean, that's never an excuse. Right. But it, it gives you an understanding. Right. I mean, I why. get it. I get it. She was looking for that daddy validation. Been there, done that. I know they... Oh, I was about to say... They put her all... That's how you know racism. the racism was real. <laughs> Literally looking up the cast. I have gone through ten rows before we found the first person of color. Miss Bianca Lawson. Kendra Young. Oh, yeah. Kendra. Ken- when she had that accent, I am Kendra. She she whooped ass. She whooped ass. And if we're being real, she I don't get me wrong. I love my girl Buffy, but Kendra, she could have did that. She would have done it ten times better and wouldn't have died. She literally, she's the prime example of you have to work twice as good to get what half because Shorty has been training the whole entire time and Buffy just oh da da da. Facts. You're so right. You are, so, bro. Buffy, because I started watching that shit when I was like 11, 12. I remember that episode with the demon and it was Hope's little sister. And it was like the dream demon. Do you remember this? He was like... Hope didn't have a little sister. Not Hope. Buffy. Buffy's Buffy's little sister. sister. And the dream demon. Okay, I think I remember, yeah. That shit used to scare the fuck out of me. Because I would watch that shit alone at the downstairs of my mom's house. There's no way. That shit is scary. As a child? Absolutely not. That shit was scary. As an adult? Love it. I could, like, I had to, like, skip through scenes. Like, I was like, I gotta go to the climax. (laughs) I always cover my face. Like, when I feel that jump scare coming, I'm literally watching. Even alone. It's the music for me. (laughs) The music (laughs) lets you know. And then you just start to get, like, those goosebumps. And, like. And when you alone. And you're like, eh. Like, your shoulders emit, like... <laughs> you get real tense. you like, ooh, what's going on? And I used to be, like, a teeth grinder, so I'd be like... I was a toe pointer. Really? Yeah, I was one of these. I was like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> My shit would be so fucking extended. <laughs> Just, like, waiting for the moment. And I knew it was gonna happen. And I was like that with romantic scenes, too. Like, when I was a kid, like, when they would get together, and I'd be like... Ah! And my fucking toes. Again, I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> the physical excitement it was the physical excitement like i couldn't contain it i was like damn bitch you finally get it you get it what you deserve that's how i feel about that about buffy with her and spike at the end spike really came around i loved spike i loved him throughout too. the entire thing i love me a villain damon ian, ian summer older <laughs> you know him and rosalie are fucking married i know beautiful Beautiful. I never seen a more beautiful couple. A beautiful white couple. I never seen it. Like, I got some issues with my dad, but I don't be calling niggas daddy. But Ian Summerholder, daddy. yes, daddy. Daddy. Papi, what do you want? Idris Alba, daddy. Mm. Did you see Concrete Cowboy? No, but I wanted to watch it. Is it good? good? Okay, so like I watched it, but um, like I didn't like fully watch it because I fell asleep on it. So I need to rewatch it. But it was really good from what I saw. And what's his face in it from Moonlight? Oh, oh no no yeah yeah Moonlight. What? I didn't watch Moonlight. I'm not ready for that emotional trauma because I already know that that shit gonna is. A it's trigger. not like emotionally like traumatic in the sense where like not like perks. It's not like perks. It's just like it's just like uh, you just experience it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those movies where like there is no like plot or like no end goal. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. It's just the story. Interesting. And I love that. Cause Trevon Rose, baby. You wanna talk about daddy? Yeah. That's Big Papa. Shelly Picture. You don't know who Trevon You seen um the movie with Sandra Bullock and the blind Oh the blind the, yeah, the blind, the blind the blind dude. The black dude. Oh. The one who like saves her oh. and the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what does he, he look like now? 
Girl, he went in moonlight. Man's he, it was the scene, the driving scene. He looked like Daniel from fucking Insecure. Girl, Girl his you know, white you ass. You have too. to watch the driving scene in moonlight. Moonlight, he's driving. It's like you know when you riding with your nigga and he just driving, he just being a nigga, and you like, mm, yes, yes. Like they're not even doing nothing. They just vibing. It was a scene he was riding and he had his slugs in and he was just like, he did the whole one handed wheel spin. No. When I tell you, I crumbled. Under the. It's it's crazy because in the movie, he's a gay man. Damn. But like, I don't give a fuck if you're gay. I'll I'll be a nigga for you. Like, what do you want? (laughs) Anything you need. Any, <laughs> anything you need. Damn, I can't believe he looked like that now. Yeah, I want to show you the scene. Should I show it to you right now? Yeah, show it to me. We'll do a little. We'll do a little reaction. Okay. Damn. Trevon Rhodes driving. Like <laughs> you can see the excitement on my face. Right, it's the grinning smile for me. Fucking commercials. Turn the Wi-Fi on, dirty. The ads be killing She me. said postpone wedding. Uh. Okay, vaccine near me. Bitch, get your vaccine. That's why I say it's not like traumatic. He just like deals with like a drug addicted mom and stuff. Okay. I ain't wearing my glasses, bitch. I can't see. Oh, shit. <laughs> He beautiful. I'm saying though, like it's the hair flip for me. <laughs> I'm trying to get the audio right there. Exactly. It's the lighting. Issa changed the game. With insecure. She really did. Damn. It's the hand. I think it's the hand. It's the one hand. It's the, and then it's the one hand in the air just like vibing. Posted. And it's the... It's the deuces. It's the arm back for... Woo. I wish I was in the passenger with him. I love when dudes lick their lips like that. They go <laughs> like they're just the like the the full. They about to take a ball. Look. Like. I hate all men. Until. But he. (laughs) Oh my god. He fine. That's crazy. You have to watch. It's not like triggering. Like for anything that we've been through. Like well kind of because of. But. Not like anything as far as like yeah, okay. But it's good. Like I I've rewatched this movie. And it's the, on HBO, right? Yeah. Did you see the freaking um, award show? Mm-mm. The award show. So basically, it was Moonlight against another movie. I forgot what it was, and it was some old white man, as always, who was reading off the card. I think it was the Oscars. It was the oh. Oscars. He was reading off the card. And he put, like said the whole other movie name, mind you, Moonlight is literally one word. He said the whole other movie name. So like the other cast, it was like a predominantly like white cast. They were coming up right Oh yes. Award. And then the other dude, Matt, he came out the cut. I don't even, I don't even know his name, but he was like, oh, I'm sorry. There's been a mistake. No, 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 no. This sh- Moonlight right here. Yep. No, this is Moonlight. I'm sorry. And then the white cast was just like looking at each other. And everyone, Bitch, I do remember that, but I can't remember who the fuck were the two presenters in that shit. It was, it was, well, it was just some old white man. 
I can't remember. I don't know, like, who he was. I don't think... He, if he was, like, super important or, like, super, like, known, I would have... Right. Been. He probably is known, but, like, more, like, in a financially way. Not, like, in the acting scene, I don't Oh, think. okay, okay. Damn. But, yeah, like, he... He really tried to, like, he really tried to play them. Like, the whole other movie name was, like, way off. Moonlight is one motherfucking word. One motherfucking word. And everybody in the audience was, like... As they should. The slow clap did it for me. I just, the thing that I fucking hate about the Academy Awards and all that shit is the fact that it literally is so fucking white predominant everything. It like, is. The people that, the people that choose, it's all written, like funded, like all of the people that win the majority of the time. That's why the black people made their own beat. The BET award yeah. show wasn't just for like BET. It was to give like black people their voice because, or like people of color in general anyways, because like you go to the Oscars, so many like black actors, Hispanic, whatever, did not receive their credit. They did not receive their respect that they should have gotten from certain movies that they played in from certain roles. Like they acted those scenes. Like I literally, they were the character. Facts. I could not see them beyond that. Even to this day, there's some actors and actresses where I'm like, I Love can't. I Prime example. I literally cannot see you beyond that. If you played anything else, you're you're not. I'm sorry. You Lafayette. You Lala. And that's what like the racism is so real. And then you have people like, like you have people like white people saying like, oh, reverse racism. Back to what I was telling you earlier about the girl with, who was just like, <laughs> she said, white city girl? <laughs> white girls can't be city girls. They can be, uh, what did she say? Suburban girl. <laughs> suburban princesses and cul-de-sac cuties. You can't be a city girl. And then some white girl responded, as they always do, no offense. They like, they just kind of speak on stuff without full knowledge. And I, uh, that's, that's when you kind of like mess up. It's different when you're in, responding and, you know, you're trying to get more information or. Like you're trying to educate yourself. Like there's right. a very different. But she came out out the cut saying, and mind you, I saw the video. The girl literally just said, hey, white people, or hey, white girls, y'all can't be city girls. That's literally all she said. She didn't mention anything about racism, nothing. And the white girl was just like, you know, videos like these all the time. As a matter of fact, let me play it so y'all can hear it. Because y'all need to hear what she said. This shit is just so fucking immature. Like, it's so funny. Because on, like, TikTok and shit, people love, love to jump down white girls throats and be like you're racist you're racist for no fucking reason but a lot of the times it's the other way around so at what point in that video and as miss girl was about to say at what point in that video did she mention racism or anything of the sort never she didn't i just <sighs> it's the culture vulture for me you know what i mean because i feel like that's genuinely the thing where it's ghetto or it's obnoxious or it's whatever when people act and speak their mind and act like the way, where they're from. Like, they communicate where they're from. They use AAV. Like, they do all these things because that is how they speak. But as soon as it becomes something fucking cool, like, as soon as it becomes slang that people use on TikTok or use on whatever, then it's cool. Like, I remember when I was young, I used to say ask. Like, act, like let mm -hmm. me ask you a question. People like, you mean Ask. Or I'm like, I'm finna go do this. Do you mean you're going to? Now, all of a sudden, everybody ain't wanna da-da-da, this, that, Santa, let's go, like. And it's all, then it's all, oh, well, this is just slang. This is just Gen Z slang. No. no. It's not. And that goes into a whole different issue, how literally internet culture is black culture. It is. All of it. The long nails, the hoop earrings, the the um, juicy couture, all of that used to be looked at, looked down upon. Girl, it was I ghetto. remember wearing fucking juicy from like, you know those stores. It's like Discover, you know shit like that. And they would always have juicy shit. They would always have this and that, and whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mom would always buy that shit. And I just remember none of the fucking girls at school would ever wear that shit. Mm -hmm. They'd wear Apostle. They'd wear fucking Apostle, Hollander, Hollister, Abercrombie, yeah, bitch, American been, Eagle. I've been in Hollister one time and I felt like I was being persecuted and that's the thing too like with these like places um like hollister and abercrombie and stuff like that you go in them and they're they're not like diverse as far as no. like women of all shapes and sizes and men as well because they're not their sizes run so small i remember like just growing up too like you like the cultural difference you know kind of tying it back to that you know how back then you know women just wanted to be as thin as possible and now everyone right. wants a fat ass and all this like my goal was to fit into the double zeros of hollister and stuff like that and you grow up thinking that that's okay and it's not 
Bro, that's why so many fucking people had eating disorders. And I was trying to explain this shit to my mom. It's like, you failed to realize how it is now. Like, you don't remember, apparently, what it was like to be a fucking teenager. Mom, you grew up in Mexico. You are a black woman. And you're saying all this shit and acting like none of this, like, none of the stuff that is going on now pertains to you. Mamacita. Mami. You were called La Negrita in the fucking street. Yeah. They, what do you fucking mean? Like, how does this stuff not bother you and impact you the way that it does me? Like, and it's like, I am for sure white passing, bitch. I know. We are, like, yeah. that's just what it is. Like, it sucks. But as soon as you hear me talk, you're like, she not white. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see my name, she not white. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, my first name is Anastasia. Anastasia. <laughs> bitch. You hear me say my name, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Every time there was someone like that, there was like a Spanish book or a Spanish phrase, my teacher would be like, oh, Anna, you want to pronounce it? No. Why? And that too, like, they call you out. For what? Like, the call out. Like, you just make it so uncomfortable. Like, you're trying to seem so diverse and so open, but really, it's the microaggression. It's really coming from a place of, like, internal hate. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, or outward hate, really, because... So, girl, look at me learning some of my sociology class. There's covert and overt racism, right? Overt racism is, like, when you're extremely out about it in an aggressive way, like, like, calling niggas in the street, like, aggressive racism. And covert racism is basically all those microaggressions, those, those implicit biases that everyone fucking has. Like, it's very stupid to believe that people, white people in general don't have those implicit biases bitch every culture has those implicit biases our entire society is based on a fucking caste system that completely looks at people of color the darker and darker you get as less than as human you can look at any culture that is not but damn near every culture besides in the motherland in africa mm-hmm. like my family is haitian like i don't know if any of y'all know but there is some inter- internalized racism going on there. For real. Even as, like, like I know, like, you know, friends that I've had that were dark-skinned, you know, girls, you know, having their parents and their grandmothers tell them, don't go out in the sun, you're too dark. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And you just, you, like, you hear about that stuff now. Like, when you're younger, you don't really think too much of it. You're not really, like, right. consciously aware. But as you get older, you're just like, damn, like, that's so... Fucked up. Fucked up. Like, it's... It's one of those things that just, to this day, mind boggles me when I hear you know my family speak about shit like that because you've seen my grandma my grandma is not a light-skinned woman no <laughs> none of my family that's from haiti are light-skinned people the only reason that like You're their like the kids lightest. you would uh no my little cousin celia is literally the whitest uh, her mom from eastern europe oh, okay yeah 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 she has no cur- like her she has like white girl curls like they're okay. big and flowy like more like a it's wave like than a curls. Wave, yeah yeah but they curl at the end but that's not it's not like my hair like she has a white te- like she has a yeah. very light texture like to be like mm-hmm. 2c type curls me on the other hand that ain't the fucking case nah, you got nigga naps my kitchen is hot <laughs> my crown is dry <laughs> like and she'll be sitting there with me and she's like oh my god like i want braids like that like i want to do twists like you do and i'm like baby Baby girl. I'm so sorry. But it's just not for you. It is not for you. Like, she... Because, you know, her mom is from Eastern Europe. Like, all her friends are super white. And they're from Eastern Europe. Like, they're Estonian. This girl, talks like a white girl, is growing up in a very white, predominant neighborhood. Like, the closest thing she got to being a person of color is the fact that my uncle, my mom's brother, like, she's Mexican. Like, that's it. And that just sucks for her. Like, I feel bad because it's always going to be one of those conversations that she's going to have to defend herself. And, you know, that sucks in a way. But she also, as she gets older, I really hope that she recognizes her privilege that she does have. Yeah. And I hope she stays, like, you know, she she stays true within, like, her culture as well. Like, I really do Kind of stay true to that. Like, you know, don't get, like most of us did when we were younger, you know, being around those in those predominantly white neighborhoods. Don't fall under the pressures of that. And I exactly. feel like, well, now in today's age, it's a little bit easier to kind of stick with your culture than right. it was back then. Because it's more respected and it's more like... Abused. It's respected 100%. and abused. 100%. Like their their perception of things being respectful is, oh my God, it's so pretty. Oh my God, I want to do that. But they don't really understand the cultural significance behind it. Because I know that if I were to go into an office job with my hair like this... Absolutely not. You would not get chosen. I would not. 
The only thing I got going for me is if they're like, oh, we got to diversify our work pool or we got to do this. Like, they're doing it to fit a quota. And that's like, the crazy thing, too, is they are so straightforward about that as well. Mm-hmm. They're always like, yeah, we're looking for, like, more diverse individuals or, like, more urban. They use the word urban. Bitch, get the fuck out of my face. If you're looking for a nigga, just say that. <laughs> you, you just want a little bit of color. And I'm white passing enough to where I'm not... It's not going to be an issue. Exactly. Like, you're not going to be the, the ghetto girl in the office, I say in quotes. Like, you're not going to be whatever, like, the way... The fucking retail voice comes out, and you sound like every other The code person. switch. The fucking... Co- the literal code switch. Oh, mans did not know what code switch was. Really? Yeah, because, like, we were... As we were hiking um, in the mountains or whatever, like these white people were just, like, saying something, and he was like, oh, yeah, of course, thank you. And I was like, I see what the code switch, and he's like, what is that? There's no way. For anyone who is listening who does not know what code switching is, basically it's how you change your vernacular when you're speaking with people in different from different backgrounds. So you see how we're talking right now, you know, we're cool, we, we have that bond, and, you know, we are able to connect. But if Miss Sally came and said something to us, I would be like, oh, yes, of course, how are you, da 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 Like, that's code switching. So being able to kind of just change your vernacular based on the certain, like, the circumstances. For real. Because you have to do that. Like, growing up, you have to be able to assimilate like that. You have to be able to adapt in all different types of environments because, like you said, you can't be seen as too ghetto, even though now, like, some of the ghetto ghetto cultures are now seen as, like... In. They're, like... It's, like, a trend. It's, it's a, a trend. trend. And that's what it is, too. Like, these these people that pisses me off so much is, for them, it's just a trend. For us, it is our life. It's our lifestyle. It's the yep. way that we've grown up. And for you, it's just something to do right now until the next phase comes. Yep. 100%. Like, my... My retail voice is so motherfucking funny. How are you doing, hon? Like, are you doing okay? I like, know. let me know if you need anything at all. I'm gonna be up at the front. Just, I'll come back to check on you in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. You sound like the freaking what is that YouTube uh, show of like that dude who like dresses up as a woman? He's like, thank you. <laughs> I really do. And the more and more that you work with people, like this was my other thing when I worked retail because it was me. Like as I got, I started working there more. There were more people of color that started working there. Um, because my fucking manager wanted to diversify the <laughs> because she got in fucking because my one of my old oh, managers yeah. was with her and she called a customer after she had walked out after you know they closed and whatever like she was still shopping around she called the customer the n-word oh so I fucking think that no <laughs> <laughs> and in front of my manager and it's a ghost it's not a ghost it was a pot it was okay yeah I want to say, was, is your house haunted? Bitch, no. <laughs> we talking about some real deep Girl, stuff. Girl, let me get my baby right now, matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> Should we turn on the kitchen light? I'm my friend she fucking called hr and they didn't do shit she put in her two weeks and quit because she was no longer comfortable working in that environment and nothing happened to the store manager and it's the store manager mind you it's not like and that's the thing too in situations like this a lot of times the employee who reports it is actually more oftentimes like like in trouble than the actual like person who like did the violation because they're not gonna do anything about it and that's the kind of shit like we had a joke afterwards <laughs> like we would bump into each other or whatever and i'd actually like you know like you when you joke around with your coworkers, mm-hmm. and i oh shit, and i would like bump into her and i was like she's like well i'm gonna call it john i was like they didn't think the first time <laughs> And, like, it's crazy that we have to make a joke out right. of it. Right. But, but it's, it's fucking reality. Like, I was telling my dad, because I had a situation with this past, the new store manager that we had gotten, and the way this shit went down with that, and my dad was like, oh, like, call the district manager, like, do something about it. And I was like, you really think that they're going to do anything about it? I was like, if I tell her that, oh, she told me, she asked me to teach her daughter Spanish. They're not going to see the microaggression in that. They're not. My fucking, the district manager at that place is a fucking white woman. Like, a white woman. What the fuck is she going to... Like, why would she care? You know, lame... Ooh, boop, boop, I almost had a I actually word. have a similar situation back when I was in high school. Um, like I said, I, I grew up in, like, a predominantly neighborhood for a majority of, like, my, you know, childhood and teenage right. years. Um, this was before freshman year in high school. So I had this friend. Um, her name was Juno. Juno, if you're listening. Hey, girl. <laughs> and she was white. Don't get me wrong. But she was very... She grew up in... 
you know, a black neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we kind of, she kind of understood a little bit more than most. Obviously she right. couldn't understand fully, but she did understand it and stuff like that. And there were these two white girls and they were actually like walking past us down the street. And like I said, this was before freshman year. I want to say like a, maybe a week or two before. And we had a homecoming dance that was coming up. And um, one of the white girls yelled nigger at me across the street. And mind you, I'm light. I'm talking about you can see through my skin light. And I'm, I'm very consciously aware of how light that I am. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how light you are. White people are still going to see you as, you know, black. And black mm-hmm. people are going to see you as light skin. Mm-hmm. And she said a nigger. And so my friend, you know, was like cussing her out. And I was cussing her out too. And up, the white girl, she went in, cried victim, cried wolf to the principal and basically said that we were bullying her. And um, we actually almost weren't able to go to the homecoming dance, the original, like the first dance of the year. And like it's situations like that where you see, um, where you see like how they're not in trouble. Like we got in trouble because we chose to cuss them out, even though that they were using a racial slur against me, even though that they were being hateful towards me. We were the ones who received the punishment. There were no implications like brought onto them they got to live scot-free and because of that like they get away with things so much just like your manager like they get away with it to the point where like they think they're invincible Mm -hmm. and it sucks because these are people who are going to have children and who are going to raise these children to believe the same things that they believe and it's just so fucked up because we continuously repeat these cycles and facts and then you have like these girls saying you know reverse racism or you know you have white people same reverse racism it's not a thing i'm sorry it's not we can be prejudiced of course anyone can be prejudiced against anyone but reverse racism is not we are not in a position of power within society we did not build the construct in order to be racist straight up racism the actual definition of racism you know what let me get the let's put the facts let's get the facts let's pull it up define if you go through my phone the amount of times i have defined in a word ridiculous Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. The belief that different races possess distinct characteristics, abilities, or qualities, especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior to one another. That's, that's it for you right there. We, like, we literally cannot be racism, racist. Like, this system that we have is literally built on the backs of slaves, of indigenous people. Like, everything that we have is built on that. We cannot oppress you. I mean, we are not in a position to oppress you. And when we were trying to build ourselves up, you brought us back down. You burned it down. Literally burned it down. Completely. Killed women, children. It did not matter. They fucking stuffed, they fucking stuffed furniture with our hair type shit like they how- use our blood for like facial serums i just don't i understand right this is this is the main concept of the show like i understand but what the fuck was the reason what was the reason like what the fuck was the reason like why it's the ethnocentrism for white culture in general that it completely revolves around them. Bitch, you were not the first people Even on this entire up, fucking planet. I remember, like, them saying in history class, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, some... Even, like, Lincoln had slaves, but he treated them well. Dude had fucking slaves. Thank you. He did it. But the thing is, is that I hate this concept that Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Oh, he was friends with Frederick Douglass. Bitch, I don't mean shit. It doesn't. That's like saying, oh, I have a black friend. That's this verse. That's that version. That- I have a black friend. Bitch, what does that mean? My girlfriend has a has a black boyfriend. They have black children. And my nieces and nephews are, are biracial. Is, um, is the is the idea that you can't be racist if you are in a relationship with a person of color? Bitch, it's called fetization. Like, you are fetishizing someone based off of the color of their skin. Not, like, you are initially attracted to them because of a fetish. Fetish? Fetish? Feti- a fetish. Yep. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, you can still be fucking racist as shit. You can still have implicit biases, like, even to this day, like, I, my dad is, my dad is white, but my dad is Jewish. <laughs> That's my only scapegoat. He's like, like the nigga, they're, Jewish people are like the niggas of the white people world. Facts. Like, if we're being real, they're literally the niggas of the white people world. Bro, oppressed for thousands time, of fucking years. The amount of times I heard Jewish, like, race, like, racial jokes, like, growing up, like, oh, you're a Jew. That was actually considered, like, an insult. Yeah. Bitch. Like, 
that's the shit that is insane to me. Like, my mom was telling me about how her and my dad, like, they first met, and she was so surprised and overwhelmed at the fact that my dad's side of the family did not, they weren't, they didn't look at her a different way because of who she was. Mm-hmm. And that is one of those things that I will always, you know, remember that they still didn't act a certain kind of way towards me. Like, even now, I had a conversation with my aunt the other day, and she was like, you know, I don't understand why you know your grandfather says the things that he says like does he not realize that all of his grandchildren are literally black i was like i i to this day he'll be like no we're white we're not culturally we're not my mom is a mexican haitian woman where the fuck do you think you get your socialization from why the fuck do you think i'm gonna be a white girl how does that make sense make it make sense abuelito listen to me my name is anastasia my name is Anastasia. I have thick ass, curly ass hair. Nigga naps. <laughs> Girl, like, culturally, how the fuck does that make sense? Like, you were, my dad literally was one of those people that he loved my mom's culture. He loved it. Like, he, you know, that man, they were married for fucking, like, 27 years. Like, he damn near learned Spanish. Like, he always... Tried his best to fucking understand the situations and they would tell us stories about how they went to like New Orleans and they drove down there and the amount of fucking looks that they would get. I remember when we were fucking, we would run away from my mom in a store and this, my mom was telling me the story and she was like, the people that worked at the store didn't think that you, I would, you were, you were my kids. You would get lost and then we'd call for your name, like, you know, cause they do that over the, um, on the, the, the head, like the, the microphone. The, yeah, the overcom. Yeah. And they would be like, you know, so-and-so, please come to the front desk. Like, your kids are waiting for you, whatever. And they didn't think that my mom was my mom. And you would see me and my brother running up to my mom saying, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Bitch, what do you mean? We're not going to run up to some random-ass people and be like, Mommy, 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 if it right. wasn't my fucking mom. Yeah. Like, the fuck? That's... <sighs> it's just so much for what... So much for what, like, you don't... As, like, people don't understand how mixing... Like, how it works, like... Just because we may look one way does not mean anything. Mm-hmm. It does not mean anything. Like the same way that you cannot expect some people to speak the same language as you, because that was always the thing. Like people would try to talk shit to me and like about speak me and American. Robert, about me and Robert in Spanish or whatever, and they wouldn't they wouldn't be expecting us to speak Spanish back to them. We'd be like, "Tienes un buen día." Have a great rest of your day. At the end of it, and then they just look at you. It's like, yeah, bitch. Continue to talk shit. Acting like I don't know the fuck like. I hear everything. Bitch, I'm an observer. I, we a scientist, okay? We make (laughs) observations. We keep it in the brain box. (laughs) Like, how the fuck are you gonna think one way about people? That's why I don't make any assumptions. Like, you don't hear me talking shit like that because you never know who the fuck is listening. Like, you never know. And you just, I mean, you can't make assumptions in general because you just don't know. Like, you don't know what anyone's been through. You don't know their story. You don't know... Like, this could be their last straw. You don't know mm-hmm. anything. So, you know, that's why I said there's a difference between, like, you know, asking and genuinely just trying to know to, right. to gain that knowledge or, you know, just making assumptions and being accusatory. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a big difference. And it shows. And we feel it. And even if we, you know, if we're in certain situations where we can't really react the way that we want and we're more passive and stuff like that. Yep. Like. Because we don't want to be looked at as the, the stereotype of everything else because... People get so mad when you use their stereotypes against them. Like, white people, for example. And it's like, listen, if every time I came into a room with you and I was like, you a Klansman, huh? Just like they sit there and say, oh, he's a thug. Mm-hmm. You or, a Klansman, oh, huh? Oh, you do this. Oh, we don't, you don't season your chicken. Oh, now, now you're racist. Bitch, you don't season your chicken. I'm just stating the fucking facts. <laughs> Why are you having medium rare chicken? You're gonna die. You're literally eating pink meat. You don't even wash it. I know this girl who got salmonella because she didn't wash her chicken. Miss Ma'am, everybody knows, rinse your chicken. Rinse your chicken, put a little bit of apple cider vinegar or some lime juice, dilute that shit with water, clean your shit. There's bacteria everywhere, baby. There are more bacteria on this fucking planet than there are all mammalian species. Than there are anything else. So anybody who comes to me with that reverse racism shit, you can miss me with it. I don't care what you have to say. For the simple fact that even to this day, we're still saying the first black person to do this. I don't care what you have to say. Mm-hmm. It's, if we're still, it, you, you know, you're saying it's been so many years since slavery. So then why today are we still saying the first black person to do this? Like Beyonce at Coachella. Yep. 
the first black woman to perform and headline at Coachella. That was 2018, Miss Ma'am. That was not even three years ago. It's barely about to be three years because I think it happened like in the summer, yeah, yeah. or April-ish. That's when you. Uh, I don't know. Like, it was like May. It was like May or June. Okay. So like you can't sit here and say that reverse racism is real because it, it's really not because you're not oppressed and the system is built on you know making sure that white people are still in in the in the top to make sure that they maintain their fucking dominance. Like that's t- my thing to everyone that says that. Sh- take a fucking sociology class. Take an actual sociology class. The people that actually study human interaction. Take a fucking class. Read a sociology book because the first thing you read, because they have sections on diversity and on culture, Mm -hmm. on education, on all of these things. And the major thing that pops up is the inequality in money. So economic disadvantages and then racial racial disadvantages. Just the amount of... Oh, what the fuck is the word? Oppression based on marginalized groups is what this entire country is founded on because it doesn't matter if you are a man and you are a person of color because at the end of the day, you're still going to be looked at as boy. Mm-hmm. You're still going to be looked at as, do you live in this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Bitch, I live here longer than you. Yeah. The fucking Trump supporters do doors down for me. The amount of times what, that... Do you live here? <laughs> Bitch, I've lived here since the subdivision was built. The amount of times that like, pe- the white people have called the police on black men and black women for entering their home because they thought that they were robbing them. You can be walking in with groceries and they still be thinking that you're breaking in. And it's the fact that the thing that pisses me off the most is they always feel they need to speak up. They always feel like they have to be that person. But when something is happening to the people of color, you know what I mean? They're not the first to speak right, up. Right, because they have a hero complex when it comes to their own. A hero complex. And it just, like, it baffles me because, like... What was the reason? What was the reason? Like, I don't... Especially now people are like, well, things, you know, you can't expect things to change overnight. Baby, we what know. do you mean? We want an actual fucking change that people have been fighting for for fucking 50 years. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? And then they throw the, slavery was 300 years ago. Miss Ma'am, no. People still had slaves in the 1900s. They it's called the prison system. <laughs> the Number prison two. system, and they also lied about it. People in the South had slaves. Yep. And that, because slave, you know, obviously they took, they took everything from them. They took the yep. ability to learn anything. So, of course, they were in change. They were frozen, basically, you know, and... You want to sit here and say, well, this happened 300 years ago. We still went through heavy, like heavy segregation. Like I'm talking about, you know, that joke that you make, oh, black people can't swim. Do you know why? Because when black people went and had their own, like their own separate pools, white people threw acid in the water. Mm -hmm. So of course, like, you know, these things that you guys make light of and you make jokes of, like... There's an actual reason behind it. There's reasoning behind it. Like, and it's the fact, it's just like the ignorance and the the choice, the the act of choice not to learn more, but to still sit here and say, well, this isn't what it is. You don't know because you haven't done the proper research. So you're Mm -hmm. just going based off of X, Y, and Z. And in the end, you're hurting us even even more. Like it's just creating that ongoing cycle. And your kids, your kids, and their your kids' kids is just gonna keep repeating until you guys eventually die off and it changes. Which I don't even know if it's ever gonna get to that point because that's the thing is that you are socialized in your environment. So by creating that home environment to think and say and and specific things be acceptable to say, what makes you think that when these people get older, they're not gonna have those things going through their head? Like that manager, she said, "I've never said that a day in my life before. I've never said that. Then why did it come out of your mouth if you've exactly. never said it?" Or even, like, a lot of times, like, you know, we touch base about how, you know, white people say, well, I have a black friend or, you know, I'm not like that. You know, Jordan's ex hit her. She's very white and her parents were very rich and they're heavy Trump supporters. And she dated. Jordan's a black man. She dated him. And it kind of ties back into that whole fetish thing. She's still a Trump supporter. How are you knowingly, knowing how Trump has influenced racism, has, you know, influenced these these look at the protests this past summer look at how the people instead of trying to listen and understand why people were even protesting in the first place it they automatically had to go on the defense and and defend the police or defend not even see what the fuck is happening and defend it oh but because you have a black boyfriend or you dated someone black you're not racist miss me with miss me with the bullshit for real you cannot sit here and say that those things don't exist because why are they occurring why is every other week a fucking headline why is another person of color on the fucking name of who has been hate who who has had a hate crime against them why is it a continuing issue 
that it is constantly in our face and people don't understand how traumatic that is like you will not catch me watching that video of what happened to yeah uh uh, deandre right yeah and then the other kid who was just killed in chicago yeah 13 years old i didn't i couldn't even watch like i didn't want to watch the video of the 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 woman police officer saying oh she mistook her um her her gun her handgun for a taser how the fuck there's absolutely no way this is your job right this is something that you've been doing continuously for years she's a veteran a police officer a veteran been on the force for 25 years you literally cannot say to me that you mistook it i can sit there and drive and be in my head and know to stay in my lane Know how to turn on my turn signal when I'm about to get off. And then get to get from A to A to Z. Not even remember how, not I, got remember there, how I got on there. On autopilot and still knowing what the fuck I did. Still knowing what the fuck I did. So you cannot sit here and tell me that you mistook a handgun for a taser. I saw this TikTok earlier and it was this uh this conservative um police officer and he was a black man and he was explaining he's like, even just coming to the conclusion that, you know, that police force had just gotten tasers in 2017, you've had four years to become acquainted with your weapon. You have to get certified every year to even have that. So how are you going to say that you mistook it when when you prepare your, when you charge your, the taser, there's two lights, there's a green light and a red light that show up. You did not see either of them and you still fired. Even then, she knew where her handgun was. They, it's that, on that, opposite the ends. Yeah, the position didn't change. You have to change. reach over to grab it. Exactly. The position didn't change. No, in your mind, you saw you saw what you saw and you you handled it the way that you wanted to handle it. And don't mm-hmm. like don't you can't sit here and try to take it back now because wasn't she just charged to with manslaughter? I think she was right. charged, charged with and convicted, two different things. So we're going to see what happens. No, the- she was convicted. I don't think she was convicted. Someone was convicted. I just saw about it. I can't remember, but the fact that we are still what on day twelve or whatever of the George Floyd case—the fact that it's taking us a month to investigate a, a murder, murder that, that happened died. on live television, that happened on camera, that happened for everyone. Though I forgot who it was—if it was uh, a member of law enforcement or a medical professional that said in no situation is that is that appropriate an appropriate action there's no way that he could have mistaken the situation there's no matter what is happening on the outside you are physically mentally trained in the police academy in your trainings and whatever to completely tune out everything else and focus on the situation at hand there's yep. no reason why things happen the way that they could mm-hmm. when they had that martial arts instructor that ex mma fighter and they really tried to like paint him out and he literally said to you you're not going to paint me out as angry they was, lived, I, it was in my body. It was the way that they were questioning him. Dude, they were trying to paint him out like the angry black man. They really were. And it's like, the, the fact that he sat there and still smiled through that situation and mm-hmm. remained calm, like, I applaud him. Like, because watching that, I wanted to cry. Like, I, I really did. Like, I literally sat there and watched it. And I just, like, I, like, you just feel it in your heart. You know, there's, like, a difference when you just watch something and you, like, you understand it and you see it. And there's a difference when you, like, feel it in your heart and you're just mm-hmm. like, Wow. Because, like, you've, you've experienced it. And it just sucks. Like, that... We're having to watch the murder of people consistently on television. And people are still denying it. Because you know if the situation was reversed. And it was a black cop that killed a white, mo- a white man. A white 13-year-old boy. Yep. Did whatever. There would have been no question. Would have been no question. Zero question would have been asked. And, like, and you see it all the time in the way that white people are, like, handled when they get into police custody versus when you know black people are and it's always oh well, they had a mental illness or they had this why are you so quick to write off you know you know people of color and say well they were this person and you know you try to bring up their entire background of their entire life and say well they did this and they they robbed a grocery store or they, they that was the thing book. in the george floyd trial they were they they would not bring in um chauvin's old what the fuck is it the the amount of reports of misconduct that were filed against him into court because he you can't whatever amendment that it is that you cannot use past information on a current trial like you can't do that mm-hmm. but they brought in and showed george floyd's old arrest tape how does that make sense yep how are you gonna a man who was not even there to defend himself a man who was literally murdered on the street and you are bringing that into evidence as the defense to prove a point. Yep. How? Like, this justice system is not made. No, it is made. It is made to continue to create their dominance. Yep. It is made to continue that at the school to prison pipeline. It's made for this. 
Because even in you cannot be in, there's no reason that, that, what did it say in the constitution that you cannot enslave anybody unless they have done a crime, they've committed a crime. Mm -hmm. So what makes you believe that the prison system isn't slavery now? Like, how can you even deny that when it literally says it in the constitution that you, if you are a criminal at that point, you are a slave. Prison workers are making what? 12 cents an hour? 12 cents. It's basically like slavery. That's slavery. They are incarcerated. They have no choice. The conditions are awful. The amount of just... And the and if you think about it, prison should be like a reform system where, you know, someone does a crime and they, they should... It's work. rehab. It should it's, be rehab. It should be like a, re, a rehabilitation center like they do in... Where is it? It's, Portugal. It's, they do that in Portugal. And, and it's in Sweden, I think, or something like that. Probably, I think so. Um, where you're actually, like, helping these people learn to come back into society because most people who go to prison for so long, they end up right back because they come out and they don't know what to do. They First have, off, they can't get hired anywhere. They have no money. They have no money. Who knows if they have a place to stay. So the only place that they can get shelter and a meal and any a warm bed is in prison. It's back in that complex. Yep. It's back in this this like military industrial complex that we have. It's back in this yep. prison industrial complex that we have. It's all of these things that America literally is built and thrives on. Yep. The fact that most of the prisons are private are private. They are for profit. Yep. It's why is it for profit? Why are you making money on people doing those things? Not to say that there are not fucking horrible ass people that are in prison because there are there are and they should be there and they should but people that are in prison for petty for having marijuana mm -hmm. when you can go down the street and see a bunch of 16 year old what little white boys smoking fat ass fucking blunts and nothing happens to them i one time was driving with my dad down humboldt after we had gone to metro and we literally saw four black boys in a car there were four police squadrons behind them. All of them had their hands out through the fucking, like, the moonroof. How the fuck is that okay? They're kid, like, they're teenagers. Like, yep. what the fuck are you doing? Teenagers. Yep. And That's like the Central Park, uh, the Central, is it the Central, the Central Park? Park Five or whatever? Yeah. Watching that, I cried. Like... You like you sit here and you say, "Oh, this you know racism." This happened in the nineties. I was born. This was when I was born. Mm -hmm. Like, and they literally will. Those are years that they will never get back to them. The only thing that you can offer them is money, money. as they should. Because and you, know that you know that that you know get them back on their feet. But like, you literally can never give them back their childhood that they missed. Yep, the amount of innocence that they lost. Because of a system that has made to put them away. Yep. And that's what it is, is that you're removing them from society. They're not, they're not an eyesore to you. Like, they're not... It, they can't even... You can't even live. Like, you survive. You're not living. At that point. It's you don't... And not to mention how it affects their loved ones. You know, the mothers, the fathers, the brothers, the sisters who have to... Are bystanders in these, yep. in these situations. And... Like, you don't understand the trauma that it, you know, it puts onto them as well. Like, you know, growing up in these types of environments and seeing it firsthand. Like, like you cannot sit here and tell me that racism isn't real and all this stuff. No, it's, it's very, very much real. And if to this day, if you're saying that it's not, you're the, the problem. You're you the are the problem. problem. And I, I feel sorry for you. And I hope I never come across you because I'm that, I'm that... Bitch. You got the right one. Yeah, you got the right one. <laughs> uh, most times people got the wrong one. You got the right one today. Mm. You do. Very much the right one. Because there's no doubt in my mind, like, there was, when COVID first happened, my friend was, Farouk, he was telling me, he was like, there there was this, uh, this girl in her class, like, in his class, and, you know, she was Asian. And the professor called her out amongst everybody else and was like, you know more about this than we do. When COVID first hit. The microaggression, she, of course. She got up and walked the fuck out. As she should have. I wish that I was in that motherfucking class. I because I would have stood up and be like, you owe her an apology and I'm coming for your job. What you just did was the most racist, the most, like, it's just proving the point. Yep. What you just did is why we all still say that racism is an issue. Yep. Because you would have never... Ask that to any of you didn't ask that to any of the white people in the class. Did you ask the white people when that guy, that one white dude shut up the shut up the church? Did you say you know more about this than they do? That's not about to say. Did you? No, you did. 
You know more about this than I do because you know the I want they haven't talked yet because there was just that mass shooting that happened at a FedEx and they and the dude killed eight people. I want to know who he was. He killed himself afterwards. Like he shot himself before police got on the scene. There's an eighty percent, ninety five percent chance that that was a white man. If there's no photo, it was white. It was a white it man. Was a white they man. have not disclosed his name. They haven't said anything. So what you're saying is that the media, the police department, all of them are not releasing this information to protect his character, to protect him. He had a mental illness. I was about to say, and you already know they're about to hit it with a mental illness. So he was, he was, he was dealing with so many things. He was severely damaged. You know, he went through all these traumas. You know, he just he needed help and he didn't receive help. No, he's a psychopath, a racist psychopath. You cannot sit here and say that he had a mental illness at this point. No. Mans consciously knew what he was doing. Did he target people, anyone white? We don't, we don't know. We, they haven't released any information about the situation like that. Nothing on who it was. They don't know the motivation. They don't know. They don't know what it was. What was the reason? I need the facts. <sighs> I need the facts. The, the amount of white people that go and shoot up mosques, that go and shoot up churches, Baptist churches, that go and shoot up all and these things. There's a real terrorist. You want to sit here and talk about Muslims and, you know, Asians and black people. No, white people are the are, OG terrorists. Are the OG ter- Y'all are literally- The colonizer. The, the fucking colonizer. You guys to this day still celebrate a day, Christopher Columbus, of when a white people came to America and literally colonized, raped, decimated, pillaged, destroyed. And a t- literal holocaust. A literal, a literal- annihilation of an entire race of people an entire race of people that have been there for who knows how long decimated them completely destroyed our cultures any of the cultures any indigenous culture any og like you know any latino culture that had 